Today, we are talking about how to be a present mom to your kids and also maintain your own identity. You know that person you were before you had kids? There's so much to do when you have kids. It's so easy for mom things to take up all your time. Without realizing it, it's easy to slowly stop doing the hobbies you love or spending time with your friends without your kids. We're talking about this today because we don't want to wake up one day and not know who we actually are because our entire identity has been wrapped up in the people that we care for. There are so many layers to the importance of maintaining your own identity and not feeling guilty about it. One thing I know for sure is we are all the best moms we can be when we are truly happy. That means taking time for yourself, not trying to live up to the expectations of others, or trying hard to make your life look a certain way. Plus, how great for our kids to see us not only as the people who are raising them, but also our own individual awesome selves too, who have interests and hobbies and friends and sometimes careers. We will do anything for them and we love them with everything that we are, but there's more to us than just our role as mothers. Today, we're talking about how the hell we're going to raise these humans and also have our own awesome individual identity too. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. The other day, I met a mom that I had never met before outside of preschool. Our kids were playing together, so we got to chatting and just started to get to know each other. And she said something that really struck me. She said, you know, before I had kids, I had this and this job. I had this job and then I had this job. But then I have kids and now I'm just a mom. And the way she said it was almost like like she wasn't sad, but it was like, and now I'm just a mom. And I thought, man, like you are so many things. I just met you. But I could tell she was super awesome and, you know, had great energy and I'm sure has great hobbies and friends and all these things. But something about this label that we often give ourselves, like maybe you stepped away from your career to have kids. But if you think of yourself as, quote, just a mom, you're discrediting all the other layers there are to you. You know, even if you don't work outside of the home for actual pay you are so much more than a mom. So I think if we sort of remove that, quote, just a mom, or I think it's almost interchangeable, that, quote, stay-at-home mom label that also kind of says I'm just a mom, it opens you up to all the things that you are beyond motherhood. And in this episode, we're going to get into the importance of that for you, for your kids, for your family. But this just a mom label, I think, is kind of at the heart of this thing, whether you work or whether you don't work, or I think that we put, I don't know if we put this label on ourselves or society does, or I don't know if it's a man thing. I don't know. But if this is if this is something that you're doing, kind of labeling yourself as just a mom, I challenge you anytime you think about that or say it to kind of flip it and think like, I am so many things, whether you have a job or not. 
I don't think that's the, that's the, that's not the pivotal thing. We're all so much more than just mothers. And that's what all of this, this entire podcast is about. Now, first, what I know more than anything, and I hesitate to do parenting podcasts just because I feel like I'm always learning things and there are actual experts on things, but on everything. But this topic is one that I think is so important to address. And what I know for sure is when you are truly happy, you are the best mom. And I think we all know what it feels like to be running on empty. Like you literally just have no more to give and you can start feeling like this is not my best. This is not my best self. This is not the mom I want to be right now. Maybe you're short tempered or you're quick to yell or you're quick to react or you're quick to cry, whatever it is. You're like, listen, like that is our sign to be like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Things are off balance. I need to give more time and energy to myself and my own identity. And I think a lot of times we don't because we're, we want to be such great moms and we want to be there for everything and we want to do everything with our kids. But then we hit this point to where now we have you know no patience or we're short-tempered or we're just like so exhausted that we're not being our best form of a mom. So we can't feel guilty about taking time for self-care and the things that make us happy. We can't feel guilty for going to get a facial or a massage or going to dinner with girlfriends because those are the things, even though you're not being a mom in those moments, you're not actively doing your mom role, it's all making you happy and getting in your tens and f- fueling yourself, like, you know, refilling your soul. I don't know about you, but I, I've always struggled with work and kids because I want to be with my kids all the time. I want to be there for everything. I want to be at every pickup, every performance, every sad moment, every happy moment. I just want to be there for everything. So to me, it's just like a time thing. Um, but I think that what we need to realize is that it's it doesn't matter if you're with them all the time, if you're wiped and if you're not refilling and recharging. I know when I go and do something that usually for me it's work, that I do something productive that makes me feel good and I accomplish something, I come back so much more full. And even just that little time away, I'm just so much more full and more present. I'm better at sitting down and reading a book or playing a game even if I don't want to because I did something personally for myself that felt rewarding that then I come back and I'm just so happy to see them and I feel re-energized for myself. So I just have more patience and I show up better as a mom. And I feel like every mom I know feels like this in their own way, in their own version. So when you're truly happy, you are the best mom. And I think that that should take a lot of pressure off because I think that we just want to do so much for our kids, but flip it because you have to do so much for yourself in order to be that happy person to show up how you want to show up as a mother to your kids. Another big part of this is giving yourself grace and knowing that some days you'll fail and some days you'll just nail it. The whole day is going to be smooth. Everything you planned worked out great. They loved the snacks you packed. You got them to everything five minutes early. And other days, it's just going to be a shit show and everything's going to hit the wall and you're going to fail at everything. But that's how it is for all of us. And this is one of my biggest things I've learned. Whatever you're going through, Most people, most moms have gone through some version of that, I promise you. 
I know what it feels like. You're probably thinking like, you know, so-and-so's kids get to school early and they all look perfectly put together. And I know she has smooth mornings. And then no, we all have some version of the struggle that you're having. I promise you, you just don't always see it. What I've learned is be honest with yourself and your shortcomings and be open about it rather than feeling guilty or trying to be perfect because you'll relate more with friends. Like all, you know, when I when I see a friend or catch up and when we're talking about life or kids, I'll totally say you're not going to believe what I failed on because it kind of like, I've talked about this a lot in business, um, how if I failed in something at work, like if I lost an account and it was a mistake and I knew the office was thinking it, I'd go in and be honest. Hey guys, I did this. This is this is what happened. This is the decision now I realize I should have made and we wouldn't have lost that account. It's on me, uh, you know, and we move on. It's crazy how like there's nothing more to say. And like it's weird owning it just kind of like takes the air out of the balloon. Like, all right, this is what it is. I'm owning it. It's my fault. Let's move on. Tomorrow's a new day. Same thing. You can bond more. And I'm telling you, I've learned so much from friends by being open about struggles I have or shortcomings. And then they open up or they tell me a story that they know or something that they read. And you'll get so much more insight and encouragement by opening up. And it takes the pressure off. None of us are doing a perfect job. That's not what motherhood is. It's failing all the time. It's it's having, you know, wins and losses and, you know, all the all the joy that comes with it in between. But I really think if you can be honest with yourself and with other people and be open about your shortcomings, it just takes the pressure off and you'll bond with you'll bond with people over it. Let's talk about what to do when you've lost the balance. So when you know your identity is so wrapped up, your personal identity has sort of like morphed into an identity of solely being a mother. And it is very easy for it to happen uh, because there's so much to do when you're a mom. So if you know that all of a sudden or not, not either all of a sudden or over time, you've lost this balance and you feel like you've sort of lost a piece of who you are and your identity, this is, this is our plan. Lean into how you feel journal it. And I really think journal it in addition to instead of or in addition to telling friends, because like this really helps you like talk through it and like feel the feelings, write it down. Like you kind of feel the feelings deeper. At least I do when I journal it and then write down who were you before you were their mom? She's still there. What do you miss? What things do you actually miss? What do you miss doing? Who, you know, do you feel like, just be honest, like, I feel like I'm not fun anymore. I used to, you know, dance at a bar to loud music, whatever it is, like own it and then figure out how you're going to put that back into your life. Because I think if your only identity is in relation to who you are for other people, that is, that is dangerous. That is dangerous for many reasons. And the obvious reason is we're raising kids for to launch like we're not raising them forever we're raising them to be their own independent people one day so we don't want to wake up on the day that you know our first child or our last child um, moves out of the house and think oh my gosh who am I actually like what do I like 
and realize like you don't have close friends anymore. You don't have hobbies you've maintained. You don't have your own personal interests and and the things that make you individually happy. So if you feel like you've lost this balance, maybe a little bit or maybe a lot, I think I really hope this is the wake up to hit pause on life and do a deep dive, lean into how you feel, talk to people who know you and love you, write it down. Um, And then depending on whatever it is, I think you just figure out how to insert more of those things you used to love, you used to do into your life. And I think for most of us, it's time, time with time with our our friends, maintaining relationships with our girlfriends or with our friends, I think is just as hard as it can be sometimes when you are dating or dating and you're really, you know, trying to find your person and try to find love. I think it's easy to let your relationships with girlfriends kind of not be as high of a priority. And I think this is another time of life where the same thing can happen is you're so busy with kids. Maybe you have girlfriends, but maybe it's only when it has to do with the kids. And I think that we really need to have relationships with friends as individuals. Not, I mean, they can also be your mom friends, but like not just where you only talk about the kids. It's like your own individual friends. You have a bond and a connection and you're spending time together not just because not just by circumstance because your friends are ki- your kids are friends but because like those are your people you gosh we if we've learned anything in the last couple of years we need our people and we need a tribe and it doesn't just happen and it doesn't maintain itself we have to spend time with the people and show our loyalty and our dedication and be there for them when life is hard or when they need us and they'll be there for you i just think that All these things are so important in the balance. And for new moms, you're going to have to figure out your way of doing it on your own. And it will change through ages and stages, but you have to make sure your priorities are actually your priorities. We have to let go of trying to make our lives look a certain way and let go of that pressure that we have to maybe live up to other people's standards. I know this sometimes exists in some families more than other families. So maybe you have families and you have in-laws and parents and relatives who are very involved in everybody's life and have opinions about your life and your kids and your relationships. But I'm telling you, there is something very powerful in being strong and making the decisions for yourself, choosing what you're going to tell people and not tell people and not let their judgment dictate your decisions. Make sure your priorities are actually your priorities. And of course, social media and Pinterest can be so hard because it's so easy to see what a quote-unquote perfect picture of something is. And it's so easy to compare yourself to that. And I think that the whole key is just to think, just to first know that nobody has it all together. And just because someone else is doing something a certain way doesn't mean that's how you have to do it. Sometimes I'll post things and I really try to give a good realistic perspective. Like I'll show my house a disaster or I'll show, you know, my kids do, you know, kids doing something that I didn't want them to do, whatever, just because I always want to make it seem full circle. And not make it seem like I really love first day of school and last day of school pictures. I make a little book for them. Like I love it. And so I I, I try to do like really cool, creative, 
um, first day of school pictures. But in the back of my mind, when I post things like that, I'm like, I hope there isn't like a new mom out there who feels like she's drowning and then sees like a picture that looks really, you know, really well planned out and is like, oh my God, like how am I ever, how am I ever going to do that? Like I can barely, you know, get a shower before noon because I have, you know, however many number of kids at whatever age is. But I think the whole key is know that we all have different things that are important to us and different things that we're good at. And just because someone else nails a first day of school picture doesn't mean that you need to. And know that if I've nailed that, I failed at five other things because that's just the way motherhood is. You can try your hardest and you can plan the best you can, but we're always learning and kids are unpredictable and they change and every kid is different. And so I think that the key is to consume social media and anything online, knowing that that's the highlight reel and also Is it a priority to you? Is it important to you? Maybe you don't care about a first day of school photo. Then scrap it. Who cares? Then don't do it. Maybe you're going to be really awesome at hand baking something for, you know, a Christmas tradition that I would be terrible at. Know that we all have our strengths and you just don't always see the weaknesses come through on social media and online. And I think that that's something that can really get in our heads and um, kind of lead us down the wrong path. And I think as far as the last thing I'll say about um, other people's expectations is I think that sometimes we think that if our kids are dressed a certain way or we're pulled together in a certain way, you'll feel like you have your shit together because people will view you that way. Like I have to have my kids look a certain way. And I definitely did this subconsciously when my kids were younger But now that my kids are older, I want them to dress the way they want to dress so they feel confident and they learn how to dress themselves. And so often I'm like, oh, like those same pants the third day in a row. But I would never say it. I mean, listen, unless it unless it needs to be said that I'm careful about it. But I really try to let them have independence and freedom. And I know that I used to look more like a I used to look more like a, I don't know, like a put together mom because my kids, when they were younger, you just dress them. Like I just did it. I dressed them. My girls like to be matching. So I dressed them and then the hair bows, like that was fun for me. I wasn't doing it for other people. I loved it. Um, but I could see that that could make me look like I had my shit together. And now some my, you know, my girls are 10 and 11 and I want them to dress how they want. Even Parker's five. Sometimes he'll get dressed and it's like mismatched and sometimes inside out. And I just want him to feel so confident. I'm like, buddy, I can't believe you put together this outfit. It matches. It looks so good. Let's go. Rather than changing him. And like, yes, I would look, would totally look like I had my mom game way more together if I, if I changed him into something else that I wanted him to wear. But like, who cares? I'm not going to like take that little moment away from him because someone maybe out in the world that I don't even know might have a different opinion of me as a mom. That's the whole thing I think we have to let go is dressing our kids a certain way because that does not equal having it, having it together and doing a good job. We know it's all about the love and self-esteem and all that good stuff that we give our kids. Another thing I think that's very important to realize is that some of us are better at certain types of parenting and not as much at others. Some of us are really natural at the newborn and toddler phase. Like that is our game. That's where we're the strongest. That comes natural to us and we love it. And I know other people who didn't love 
having baby babies and and felt like kind of guilty about it or some felt really guilty about it. But know that we all have our time to feel like we're in our strength, especially if you don't feel it at the baby toddler stage. Listen, you will you will evolve into the phase that best fits you. And I think it's just so important not to judge ourselves at certain phases of parenting or different situations or ages or stages that we don't know how to handle. Because listen, it's kind of like you're not going to be great at everything. If you try to play golf and tennis and play the piano and pickleball and volleyball, you're not going to be equally good at all of them. You're going to excel at some and suck at others. And I think that different stages of parenting are just like that. When I was researching this whole concept of maintaining our own identities and being a mom, I read something really interesting, and it was, you are a mom and, and what is the rest of that? Like, finish that sentence. You are a mom and. So say to yourself, I am a mom, and for me, I would say, I'm a mom, and I was a a business owner and a CEO for 20 years. I am a mom and someone who loves fitness and photography and scrapbooking and journaling and listening to podcasts, whatever it is for you. I think that that can also help us when you feel off balance is finish the sentence. I am a mom and, and going back to the beginning of this podcast, where I think that label that does not serve us that quote, I'm just a mom now. I think that filling in this sentence helps. I am a mom and I am a mom and I do this and I love this. Um, I think helps you remember and prioritize who you are now and what you want to spend more time on. And again, we're raising our kids to launch. We aren't raising people to take care of forever. And I mention this because this is so important. And this is how it benefits our kids for them to watch us be our own people. We don't want them to just see us living for them, right? Like we don't want our kids just seeing us as the people who serve them and take care of them and put their clothes on and handle problems for them. We don't want them to see us as that's our entire being. We want them to see us as that's a part of who we are, of course, taking care of them, helping them, all their all the things that they need, but that's not it. There's more to us than that. The other reason is we also don't want kids who have everything given to them. So like they see us as people who just live for them. That's not healthy. We don't want them going into the world feeling like everything was always handled. It's good if you're not always there to fix everything and solve everything instantly because that's how they become durable, independent people. Again, we're raising our kids to launch. So having them having them see that they're not the, the of course, they're our most important, but they're not our only thing. We don't just live for only their needs. There's more to it, you know? I remember after I had kids, after I started having kids and people would ask me like, how are you going to do it all? And I said, honestly, I don't know. But people also said, well, what is it going to do to the kids if you keep working? And I thought, well, what is it going to do to the kids if I stop working? Because then 
I will stop something that I love and something that I've built and something that's important to me. I don't want them to see that for them, especially I had two girls first, um, that you have to stop doing everything else, that life has to stop because you have kids. It's the opposite of that. And listen, my work life changed a bunch. I've talked very openly about how I sacrificed a lot. Um, But I think that if you're in that where you're asking yourself those questions or usually it's someone else, another voice saying like, well, how, how will that affect the kids if you have to go on a work trip? And I think that you should ask yourself the opposite. How will it affect them if I don't? Because it's so important for them to see us being our own independent, happy self too. And I think that by, if we do do this, if we do make all the sacrifices, like in my opinion, too many sacrifices, that's how we end up losing ourselves. We forget what we like. We forget what our hobbies are. And that's how we wake up one day not knowing who our kids actually are. And it could happen maybe when your kids move out you feel lost or maybe it happens before that as your kids start to be start to get older and they don't need you as much for, you know, all the little things and it's not as physical of a job and it's not all the day-to-day things. We want to be our own people. We want our kids to grow up and be their own people. And I think one of the best ways is to lead by example for them to actually see us being happy and going out with friends and realizing that that's not, that doesn't make us any less of a mom. In fact, it makes us more of a full mom because we come back happy and we want them to be adults that have friends and hobbies too. You know, like think about what you want for your kids. Jeez, we jam them all over the place. We take them to soccer or art or whatever your kids are into. We put all this time and money into them doing their hobbies. We want them to continue that as adults and have different interests and activities that they love. So we should want that for ourselves too. And we should want it because our kids see us having those interests and seeing the the multiple levels that exist as us, not just as mothers, but as our own happy humans too. I think it's so important to know and recognize when you are off balance, when you are running low on energy. And I think it's important to say to your kids, like, I need time for myself. Tell them. Sometimes I'll tell my kids, even when I'm frustrated, instead of yelling or something, or if they're just like, I mean, just overly, overly asking for things that they could do themselves, or they're just kind of pushing it, you know, when kids do that, um, I'll tell them like, hey, I'm a human too. Like, I need to shower right now. I know you want me to do, you know, do these things or you know, for my girls, it's usually like, you know, text this mom for a play date or this and this after I've already done, you know, 75 things for the last three hours. Like I'll tell them, okay, enough is enough for tonight. We will resume that tomorrow. But like, I'm a human too. I need to shower. I want to read a chapter of my book. And I used to feel like, oh, I want them to always feel like they're the priority. But they know. They know that they are loved. I promise you, your kids know that they are loved and they know that you are they are the most important thing to you but that doesn't mean you can't have other things that are important to you too and i think it makes your kids respect you more in a very deep way because they can see the many layers of you you aren't just on this planet to exist to take care of them and solve their every problem and and be there for them but you're also your own awesome happy 
like wonderfully complicated self, like in the best way. And maybe you pick up new hobbies. Maybe, you know, a lot could have changed since before you have kids. Maybe you just open yourself up to having new interests. Like, gosh, life has changed. And I know so many of us have different stories and different struggles. Maybe you went through a hard postpartum period, or maybe you had lots of kids in a short amount of time. And so now it's not necessarily about like, who was I before, but it's kind of like, okay, take a deep breath. Who am I now? Now that all this has happened, I'm now I'm like coming up for air. Who am I now? And I think that's so freeing to be able to design your life. Listen, whether you have four hours free a day, or maybe it's just four hours a week, whatever you have, I think it's just so important to really focus on what do I need? What makes me happy? What do I need to make sure I'm prioritizing for myself? And I'm telling you, if you haven't listened to my podcast about mom guilt, you have to go back and listen to that one because I think um, there are so many valuable tips and nuggets in there about losing mom guilt. And I think that this is one of those things. I think that if you really understand and believe that even when you are doing things that are 100% for you, that do not serve your children at all, it does indirectly because it makes you happier and it makes them see you as this happy, full, independent, self-confident, awesome mom person that you are. I think it just, it brings so much value. And I think in the day-to-day, it's easy to forget that. It's easy to forget that our kids learn so much more by what they see us do than what we actually tell them. So they're watching and they see, they see when you have strong relationships with your girlfriends. They see when you're loyal to someone and your friend's sick. And so you drive late at night to go drop off food or, or you know, chicken soup at their front door because they see that you aren't just their mom, but you're also a great friend and an awesome daughter. And you also, you know, are a are great at gardening or baking or doing Pilates or hiking, or you're a wonderful poet, or you're a fabulous painter, or you have a career and you're great at that, or you're a great CEO, or you're a great manager, whatever it is, I think that it brings so much to your family, even if it's something that you're doing that's more for you. I think that Um, the benefits really resonate. And I think that there's so much value in your kids seeing you be this full, awesome person. And remember, we're raising kids to launch. One day, oh man, I fear the day when I have quiet halls. Like when sometimes when our house is crazy, my friend Jenny taught me um, on this podcast, actually, my friend Jenny taught me the the, to say the phrase, how lucky are we, even when things are terrible. And that's like the best time to say it. So like, even if the kids, like maybe someone got slime on the wall and they're yelling in the hall, sometimes I'll say to my husband, how lucky are we? And he'll like roll my eyes. Like, you've got to be kidding. What a joke. And then I'll be like, man, I will be so sad when these halls are quiet. And he always says, not me. I'm going to be happy to relax. And I know he's, he, I mean, he's partially kidding and partially serious, But he also knows that like, gosh, for me 
to have quiet halls is like, ah, what am I going to do? Like, that's just, that sounds miserable. But that's why we're having this conversation today. We have to lean into who we are. Because if not, when that day comes, when the halls are quiet, we're going to crumble if we don't maintain who we are. But because we're talking about this and because we're being very intentional about how we spend our time and how we do our self-care and get in our tents and the things that make us happy, when our halls are quiet, we are not going to feel lost, even though we will feel a moment of sadness. We're not going to feel lost because we're going to, we know this is just a new, this is just a new phase. And you have such a full, happy life filled, filled with friends and relationships and hobbies. And now you're going to do different things with your kids and travel with them and see them or go to college and visit them. And even though it's going to be a transition, for sure, a big one, it's not going to be this sad depression because we have very full lives in addition to raising these awesome little humans that we love so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this podcast really inspired you to prioritize and know the importance of having your own identity throughout this journey of motherhood. I know for me, this is an ongoing um, kind of push-pull and figuring it out and it changes, but I think it's so important to pause and think about where you're at and what needs to be adjusted and what needs to be positioned so that you can really be your happiest self and show up as the best mom you can be. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.